Hi everyone, I'm Natasha, therapist and mum of two, and I'll be bringing you weekly 15-minute episodes to help you find yourself again after the life-changing experience of becoming a mum. So today I've decided to do a podcast based on a Instagram post I did that has got so many views and so many comments that I felt like it was something that really needed to be addressed. Now, I wanted to talk about maternity leave. So I had two very different maternity leaves. My first one was, I guess it was in the summer. I had a best friend who had a baby with me. It was a magical, enjoyable experience. My second was in lockdown in the, well, my little boy was born on the 30th of November. So the dead of winter, really. No one was allowed in my house. Couldn't see my friends unless we were out on a walk in the cold. So the two experiences were obviously different. And I also found having two very small children a lot more challenging. I know everyone's different. Some people find the first harder. I found the transition from one to two harder than naught to one. Everyone's different. But what I do think from both my experiences is that I learned a lot of tips along the way. And I definitely did a lot of things that made sure that I enjoyed my maternity leave. I've probably talked about this before, but I was a family worker for a long time before I had children. And so I knew the importance of connection and I did a lot of work with mums I worked with around getting them to baby groups, getting them to come to the children's centre, getting them out of the house, even like getting their kids to school on time. And I know how hard that can be. So I'm going to share today. It was meant to be five tips, but I actually did seven tips to help you like really love your maternity leave because I don't want to say be that annoying person who says you're never going to get this time back because I know that a lot of it is really hard. If you've got a baby who's colicky or you're not sleeping and you are just feeling really broken, you probably want this time to pass. And I've just talked to a client about this actually. Four months of a baby not sleeping doesn't sound that long when we think look back, but for it, that is really hard. Four days of not sleeping is hard. So if you're in the thick of it and you're struggling, it is hard, but there are things that you can do to make it a really amazing time. And I'm saying that on a day that is grey and rainy and would be a great excuse not to leave the house. And I think that that probably is my first tip. Don't worry about the weather, get out of the house. It doesn't matter if it's raining, it doesn't matter if it's cold, there's rain covers, there's snowsuits. You can get a waterproof coat. I bought a really expensive waterproof coat when I started the school runs because it kept raining at three o'clock. But get outside because I did a rainy dog walk the other day and it even it didn't make any difference to me that it was raining. I didn't want to go. I'm really fortunate I've got dogs that make me get outside. But just having that time, that peace on my own, to listen to a podcast, to do something for me, to not be cleaning and looking at the mess and worrying about all the things I can't get done because I'm holding a baby. When you're out of the house, you have two hands. You can drink a coffee and push a pram, get a cup holder. You can listen to a podcast. You can have a walk with a friend and talk to them without being disrupted. Get out of the house. So... It's not bad weather, it's inappropriate clothing. New mums need fresh air and they need to be away from their four walls. That's my number one. Obviously, it's better in the summer. Oh, when in the summer, God, when my daughter was little, I remember we just used to, we'd go to the beach, walk along the beach, stop off for lunch and a wine. Babies sleep 
when they're in fresh air. I mean, if they do wake up, worst thing that happens is they sit on your lap. We all know how to eat with one hand. We all know how to drink a glass of wine with one hand. And I really did like romanticize that time and make it into feeling like a bit of a holiday. And you can do that. I promise you, you can romanticize parts of your maternity leave. It's not always going to all be wonderful, but lots of it can be. And you're not going to get this time back. It is not a time to become a housewife and be really good at cooking and cleaning and being on top of your washing. That's not what your job is on maternity leave. Your job is to bond with your baby and to find the new you, um, to figure out who you are now. So if your house is a shithole, that's not a reason not to go for a walk. Still go. So my next one is your to-do list will never be done. So don't make plans based on what you've managed to get done at home. Yes, you do need enough clean vests if they maybe keeps having punamis, but you can go to Tesco's and get some more vests. They're like £2. They're so cheap. I remember that. Not great for the environment, but just always buy new vests and throw them away. Look, give yourself a break. But your to-do list will never be done. So don't try and think I've got to get all this stuff done in a day. I can't get it done. I'm failing. The only time our to-do list is done is when we are dead. And I, right now, could be folding up my washing and putting the new load in the tumble dryer. Those jobs need to be done. But I set the goal that now I needed to do my podcast before my next client. So sometimes you've got to make like a list of priorities and think what's more important. Is it more important that I go out and see my friend or is it more important that I get my washing done? For me, it's more important to do my podcast than my washing. And it's really easy to get bogged down by like life's daily hassles. But I think actually it really helps to maybe set three things that are non-negotiable that I get done in that day. And then everything else comes under them and make three of those things, things that are going to make your future self happy, you feel happier and your maternity leave, which is only what between nine and 12 months, a time that you enjoy. Okay. It'll only be done if you're dead. What is next? Give yourself time there. Give yourself time to a time to leave the house. I always do that. What's brilliant is when you have school age kids or work, you have a time where you have to leave the house. You've got no choice. When you have a new baby, that time can just move and move and move and move and move. No, don't do that. If you're leaving the house at 10 o'clock, you're leaving the house at 10 o'clock. If you haven't got your makeup on, still leave the house. Take it with you. Put it in your bag. Do it in the car when you get two minutes. If you haven't put the wash on, leave it. Do it later. If you haven't cleaned the kitchen, don't worry. Leave it. You can do it later. No one's going to die if the kitchen's not cleaned. When you set that time to leave the house, leave the house. The same. I would also argue, I know it's controversial, if your baby's falling asleep, still leave the house. If you have planned to go to a baby group to meet a friend and you miss that thing and then you're stuck in the house for eight, ten hours on your own with no other adult company, you are going to very quickly start to feel really, really low. And babies can fit around you. And I do think if you start that early, they will 
learn to sleep in other places. I think I was really fortunate. My daughter always slept everywhere. I think I was fortunate or maybe I just didn't give her the opportunity to only sleep in the bed. My son, he didn't have a choice. We were busy. We had, well, I mean, we weren't that busy because we were in lockdown. But from, I don't know, six months when we were able to go out, my daughter had things on. So he had to be out to get her to nursery, get her to ballet, go on play dates. There were always things. So I wouldn't cancel my plans because my child fell asleep. And I think that that's the thing we can really get caught in. Oh, I can't the baby sleeping. You can move a sleeping baby. The world will not end. So try and stick to your plans as much as you can because it will just make you feel happier. It will make you feel more connected to other people. It reduces loneliness and it'll make you feel proud of yourself because I think when we constantly keep letting ourselves down, it makes us feel even shitter and even more like we're not doing a good job. And we get stuck in our own head. And the overthinking in early motherhood is one of the most dangerous things because it is so easy as a tired, run ragged, where are my words? What do you feel like at the beginning? You feel exhausted, you feel drained, you feel unattractive, you feel lonely, you feel boring. All those things are not great in your head. You feel not good enough, you feel like ashamed that other people are doing better than you. Actually, if you just stick to few goals that you set yourself in day, and I mean set very few, very few goals, get out on time, plan a few things that you are non-negotiable for the day and get fresh air. Like these are the big goals that I'm saying for the day. You will feel better in yourself. Okay. Oh, next one. And this is one I didn't get to do on my second maternity leave. But if I had a third baby, I feel like I'd really try my best with. Enjoy watching TV. Now I have so little time to watch TV. And I have a really busy mind. I'm very, I'm terrible at sitting still. And I really try and like schedule in TV time. And one of the things I remember about like being off with my daughter was being able to just sit and watch loads of series. And I remember thinking of it a waste of time. But don't think of it as a waste of time. Reframe that. You get to sit in the middle of the day and watch TV. When as an adult do you ever get to do that? Never. Like, now I'm working all day. What would be so lovely was to be able to just go and sit on the sofa for like three hours and just watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City under a blanket. That sounds like my dream day. When you're on maternity leave, that can actually be your day. You can just sit there with your baby asleep on you or in, well, they might sleep in their cot. I don't, I, I don't know how old your children are. Or if you're breastfeeding, it's great when you're breastfeeding just to sit and watch TV and you can't move preferably make sure you've got snacks to hand because that's always going to make the experience better but enjoy it because you're not going to be able to do this again you're not going to have the time to just watch series as they get older you've got to watch Dougie and Bluey and Pepper and there's just going to be shit on TV all the time so just enjoy it's a bit of you time it's such it's a luxury it really is such a luxury and we can think of it as a waste of time but it's not because it's such a short part of, if you think about it, it's one year out of, well, it won't even be a year. It's probably the first few months really that you get to do that out of your whole life. It's such a small amount of time. So really just make the most of it and really romanticize the idea that you get to watch TV while other people are at work. 
And it is. It's us feeling like we should be more, we should be doing more. You shouldn't. That's what you should be doing. You should be sitting there watching TV, eating snacks, living your best life. I want to see some pictures of you just sitting there watching whatever trash you watch on TV. I don't know what you watch. Obviously, I'm, I like to watch glamorous Americans fighting. I'd love to see what you're watching on maternity leave. I'd love to live through you on those days. Mm, they sort of make me want to have another baby, just thinking I could sit and watch reality TV for hours on end. Probably wouldn't eat snacks, I'm not going to lie, because I really struggle with putting on weight when I've had a baby. And I know you've made a human and that's why your women's bodies are amazing. But I've always struggled with that. I'm just being honest here. But the idea of, oh, my dream day is watching TV, eating eating Krispy Kremes. Heaven. I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to set that as a goal for the year. I'm going to have a day of that. Okay, next. When you do go out and when you are in social situations where you're meeting new mums, be yourself. Now I'm saying this because I know it is hard. I know it's the hardest thing to do when we are not feeling great. Being ourselves around people we don't know can feel really safe. But I was reading something yesterday about a mum saying she went to all these baby groups all the time and she never really met anyone. And then she finally connected with a mum who they started talking about birth and she said mine was fucking horrendous. And she said, as soon as she said that, She thought, this is my person. This is who I want to be friends with. Finally, someone who gets me. And the only way that you are going to meet your people is if you let them see you. If you pretend that you are like fine and everything's good, you're not going to make any friends or you're not going to make true friends with people you'd actually want to spend time with because people can't connect with the real you because you're not showing them. So if you really want to meet your people, not everyone is going to like you. You are not what's that saying? I I hate it when you say don't be beige because beige is actually my favorite color but I guess it is. If you're if you go in and you're just a person who everyone likes you're not going to like find the people who you actually like and actually there's only going to be a couple of mums who you need in your tribe but you need mums who you can be completely yourself with. You need mums you can like laugh about the crap with. You need mums who you can talk about housewives with. I love one of my best friends has just had a baby and she is messaging me about all this reality TV that she has time to watch and I don't and she's got me hooked on Salt Lake City and I I wish she hadn't because it's really distracting but yeah we need that okay next accept help I mean it's pretty self-explanatory if your mum says I will come round and watch the baby for one hour and you can go food shopping in peace go and do it or I will watch the baby for one hour and you can go to the gym do it she will survive for one hour even if you're breastfeeding she can go for a walk she can take the baby out for a walk yeah and the baby cannot be fed for one hour even if you're whatever happens you can leave for one hour but if someone says i'll come and watch the baby you can go to sleep for an hour let them come accept the help if your friend says i'll come and sit around the house go and have a nap or Go and get your hair done. Go and get your nails done. Accept it. There is nothing wrong with accepting help. You deserve help. Babies are meant to be raised in groups. We we are one of the last societies that, one of the only societies where women parent on their own. If you were in, I don't know, I don't want to be really vague, but in other countries, I'm just going to say other countries, I don't can't name a country, women will raise the children with their mums, with their sisters, with their friends. You all bring them up together and you're not just 
left on your own in a home to survive. This is not how we're meant to bring up children. So if someone says they will help you, that is how we are meant to bring up children and you don't need to feel any shame about it. So if you're lucky enough to have help, don't see it as a failure that you have to accept it. It's wild that we think of it as that. You deserve it. No one should be doing any job 365 days a year, 24-7. I can't remember what they say. The average mum works 12 and a half hours a day. When you've got a newborn, it's probably longer. Okay, lastly, embrace discomfort. Now, this one I was thinking about this morning, actually, because I am going to Munich in March to see my, to meet my friend's new baby. And I've got to leave for, what, three I think I'm going for three days. And even that, I was like, should I book two days or three days? Because I haven't left my kids in a really long time other than for a night. I think, no, I did two nights last summer, actually. And even still now, I don't want to take them. I want to go and see her. I'm really excited. I know it will be completely fine when I get there. I can FaceTime them. Honestly, I, I won't miss them. I know I won't. But I still feel like discomfort and I'm still like, oh, I don't know if I want to leave them for three days. I'm not sure I can do it. I'm still going to do it. It doesn't matter whether I feel uncomfortable. Discomfort is never a reason to not do something. For me, discomfort is a reason to explore it further. And if you feel uncomfortable about any decisions you are making, explore them, understand them. There is no, and don't think, okay, I feel uncomfortable to leave my baby, so I won't do it. Because we all feel uncomfortable to have breaks from our children. But if your child's got nans, grandmas, dads, it's so great for the dad to be able to have one-on-one time with their child because it's really good for their bonding. You are not doing anything wrong by leaving your child with their dad. And I'm not saying you need to do three days. I mean, you can, amazing. Why not? My sister-in-law has just gone away for four days without her eight-month-old baby. I went away for four days, actually, when my to a wedding when my daughter was four months old. Do it. It's fine. There's no judgment here. But just because something feels uncomfortable doesn't mean we run away from it. And I think when you've got anxiety, one of the things is to avoid everything that is uncomfortable. And what happens is your world gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And one of the best ways to manage anxiety if you do CBT is that they will want you to do like small things to start challenging your fears. And that's what I'm saying. Do If you're uncomfortable about something, you do little baby steps to manage it. It doesn't have to be all in one go, like rip off the plaster. I am talking about breaking it down and thinking, how can I change this to make sure that my anxiety doesn't work, get worse, my world doesn't get smaller. All right, this was meant to be a 15 minute less episode. It's definitely not 15 minutes, but it's not, you know, it won't be that much longer. But I hope those some of those tips were helpful. And I hope you are enjoying your maternity leave. And if you're not enjoying it, I promise you, you can enjoy it. It will get better. You are in a bad phase. What was I going to say? I was going to say everything is a season. Every phase will pass. Even the good stuff passes. And if your baby has colic, if your baby's not sleeping, they will. But I see you. I hear you. I know what it's like when they don't sleep. Oh God, I remember the my daughter having a sleep regression at four months after she'd actually slept through the night and waking up every hour. And it honestly, I know that feeling. It's like a gun to your head every time they wake up. If you're in that, you will get through it. 
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please press the subscribe button. There is also an option to leave a review. It only takes 30 seconds and it will help me to grow the podcast and to support more women to start making motherhood the best season yet.